Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. We seem to be recording in the middle of some sort of thunderstorm at the minute, so if people can hear thunder, then that's why. Yeah, it's not, I... Um, it's not your rumbling tummy or anything to say that you're hungry, is it? No, not this week, anyway. <laughs> oh, Any news this week that you've... Uh, that you've got for me? Um, it's, yeah, I saw something that, that annoyed me before, but it's not rugby league related, which is why it's not a red corner. And it, well, it's unusual. Let's be honest; it's unusual for you to get annoyed, anyway, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I'm some sort. I'm like a chilled out entertainer. <laughs> but do you remember that 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 video that went viral not so long ago? Um, the um, the Jackie Weaver thing. Oh, is that the one from that? Hand forth council thing. Where yeah, they kind of row on it. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, I saw her. She was on. She's on Twitter. I didn't know this. The first time I'd seen her on Twitter. Right. She put this picture up of a new hairstyle or whatever. It's got like fourteen and a half thousand likes. I'm thinking, what's going on here? She's verified, right? So I click on her profile. She's got twenty five thousand followers, and she's like advertising her own podcast and stuff. I'm thinking, nobody did. Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> doing what do you follow her then is that how you know them? no I, it's somebody had liked it and it popped up on the, the, the timeline that's how I come across it okay and I'm like all all for this this video pa- that went by. it was only a parish council wasn't it there's, all I'm saying is there's a lot of hope for us then yeah, if definitely. she's like that where she is now we're going to be working for Sky or something in a couple of years and we're talking about rugby league exactly so there you go I'll not bother with any news because I can't. I can't follow that. No, but I'm glad. I'm glad you've seen that just before we record because I think it sets you up to be a little bit more annoyed. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I chilled out, but then I remembered, and, and now I'm a bit. My heart's going again now. So, okay. Well, shall we? Um, shall we crack on then? Yes. Yeah, so we jump into the NRL. Yeah. Some uh, some big points this week. Yeah, it was a um, couple of couple of blowout games, weren't there? Um, high, high scoring rounds. Yeah, I do think there is only one place to start, though. Go on then, and that is the fox and his six tries in a fifty nil hammering of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Your team. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm just just saying. I'm just saying. You're a Titans fan. You can't say out. <laughs> Uh, we'll come on to the the mighty Titans winning a bit, won't we? But yeah, yeah. Um, the fox. Well, thanks to the fox um, because he, he set up the feature of the week, hasn't he? A bit later on. Yeah, he was the inspiration behind it, wasn't he? Yeah, we've we've gone for our favourite, or not so much favourite, but um, best and favourite wingers. Yeah, in rugby league of all time, haven't we? Just yeah, a very personal view. Um, but that's that was uh, initiated by the fox and his six tries. Yeah, so I mean, some achievement, you know, to to go out and and do that. I thought it was going to be a really, really close game, and I felt like the the game was spoiled a little bit because of how many injuries the bunnies had. Um, I mean, they still they still had plenty of good players, but you would have liked to have seen that game with two full strength sides, wouldn't you? Yeah, and instead it ended up being like the fox hunting down the little bunnies, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, literally. I um, thought it was going to be one of them where they were going to break through in the end in the last minute. 
and then somebody was going to score, but then the, he would he would come up and they'd pass it him in the in goal area, so he got seven. You know, one of them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I was hoping that would happen actually, but yeah, it would have been, you know, history that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, interesting fact from that, and it's not in Bobby's stats of the week. This, but um, have you read that that no team has gone on to win the Premiership after conceding fifty points in the regular season? I'd wrote that down myself because okay. yeah. Um, I did tell Bobby about it, but obviously felt it wasn't. He obviously felt it wasn't good enough for his stats of the week. Yeah, um, but there you go. And and for the Storm, they've scored 130 points in three games without Ryan Pappenhausen. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. They just we say it every week, but they're just up there all the time, and they're the sort of like the the pinnacle of rugby league aren't they you know or or have been over the past few years definitely I know you said last week about the Rabbit Holes being a grand final team but it's looking more and more likely that it's going to repeat of last year to me yeah I I agree with every week that goes on I think the Storm are improving week after week the Panthers just go about the business just Mm. you know every week like they have been doing and and nothing really seems to phase them do you you want to move on to the Panthers Uh, yeah we can yeah, so um, forty-eight nil to the Panthers against the Sharks. Just I, I, I actually wrote down usual business for Panthers. Nothing, you know, seems to phase them. Like I said, and and we've we said it last week as well that the Sharks, since they sacked uh, John Morris, is uh, um, are in turmoil really at the minute. It's gone horribly wrong, hasn't it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I. I, I there's not even though it's forty eight nil, there's not really a lot to say about it. It didn't surprise me or anything. No. The only thing that surprised me at the minute, it's not on this game, is the way that we already now start to talk about transfers for next season. Yeah, and what know, eight, eight a, games in, nine games. I know that's a general something. point, but I know the sharks are linked with this, that and the other and and then you, you've got play, uh, players being offered to Super League, and well, I think they've they've announced that Chad Townsend's going to the Cowboys next season, haven't they? And now the, the the well, what we said I think maybe last week was that Reynolds was pretty much signing a two year deal with the Sharks, but now they reckon that the 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 Broncos have a lead in the the race for that. Yeah, I, I just <clears throat> I don't know. I just think it's, all this should be done behind closed doors and not. Not being the public eye so early. No, and it's. I think it's even more difficult, isn't it, over there? Because it's it's uh, you know not national sport, but in a lot of places, it's the number well, one it, sport, isn't it? In Sydney and Brisbane, you know, you ten pages of newspaper reports every day, and they've got to film it with something. Haven't they? It's like Premier League over here, isn't it? Yeah. You know, players' wages are always brandished about and, yeah, and things like that. So exactly the same. Yeah. Um, Let's go. Let's uh, let's go to the mighty Titans next. Then, um, back on winning ways against the Tigers, thirty six twenty eight. Again, almost bombed it. Yeah, I think if if Adam Dewey had got that last kick when there was like a minute to go, or I think there might have even been less. But um, I think they would have had. Um, squeaky bums the Titans because um, I think the Tigers would have thrown it about a bit better towards the end to to level it up but um, again they they, they had a blistering start the Titans 
and then and then bombed it. You know, they had two quick tries to go to go twelve nil. The second one was was brilliant though from the kickoff, the Tyrone Peachy one, where they flung it um, from right to the center, and then I think it was AJ Brimson made a, a break, didn't he? And, and Peachy ended up with the ball, but it was a brilliant try. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the funniest things I read about this game though was that uh, it was one of, it was from some form or other, and. Um, it was it was a it was a comment that said I'm done with the Tigers I've finished I've become uh, I'm I'm now a Panthers fan <laughs> right which which somebody said so then he got a reply saying oh well you, how can you just ditch your team etc etc and this this guy went he went yeah no um, no it's not like that I support all the big cat teams. <laughs> Who was that, Michael Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd gone from the Tigers to the Panthers because he liked cat teams. <laughs> All the big cat teams. How many is there? Two. Just them two, I think. <laughs> I can't think of any others. No, I can't either. Um, but that was that was the most amusing bit I saw of that game, really, in the aftermath of that. Um, Cowboys 19, Broncos 18. Yeah, we we've said it for a few weeks now, haven't we? That um, every game that the Cowboys have seems to be a tight game. Yeah, definitely. But what about the Kyle Felt try? I don't think I've ever seen anything like that ever. What a finish that was! Do you want to explain to people in case people haven't seen it? <laughs> I mean, I'll do my best. Um, but he, he he's trying to go in at the corner, isn't it? And I think there's like three three Broncos players trying to hold him up. I think it was the first try of the game, wasn't it? I think, I think. so. Yeah, I think it was. And he's he's sort of being put on his back, being held up by three of these players. And and all you see then is his arm come um, across the the top of this pile and reach over and, and plant the ball down. It's like some sort of basketball move, but. Do you, remember, do you remember in the World Cup once and we saw Sonny Bill Williams walk past us and he had like the longest arms I've ever seen? Yeah. He must have even longer arms. It was like robotic, <laughs> it was like telescopic arms. It was like it was like something out of like some sort of like the Incredibles or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like Stretch Armstrong <laughs> or something, wasn't it? Yeah. But if you've not seen it, go and see it because like, it's an amazing finish. And the other thing that was on, the only other thing that's amazing about this game was Jason Tamalolo. He's like he's just a tank. Yeah, it, it takes about six or seven players to get him down. Really zaps energy from the defense, doesn't he? Like because yeah. it just takes so much effort to to bring him down. And then if there's three of them and he's like ten yards out, they just go, ah, oh, all right then. Yeah, give it to Jason. Yeah, and then the opposition just go, oh, you can have it, mate. Yeah. Bit like what the Titans are doing with David Fafita at the minute. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh dear. Um Dragons thirty two, Bulldogs twelve, same as usual. Yeah, I mean Bulldogs are probably the worst side I've ever seen. Yeah. Especially in the NRL. Definitely. Um The one thing we brought up last week about remember we brought up about away kits? Yeah. Last week, and we said, like the bunnies away kit, instead of being um, black trim, gre- yeah, red and green hoops, yeah, was green and red hoops with a white trim. With a white trim, <laughs> the dragons are the opposite. They turned up this week looking like Lee. 
they had they had red and white hoops, black shorts, and yeah. socks were. And I thought they looked like Lee, and it was like the dragons seem to be opposite. They seem to have a different kit every week. They've got about twenty kits. The dragons. Yeah, I think the hoops thing. I think maybe the first time I saw it might have been some sort of centenary kit. That's but, right. I remember that. Um, I'm not sure if 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 that's right or not. But that that was the first time I remember seeing it. Um, yeah, it's. But you're right. They they have loads. Yeah. Anyway, way more interesting the game, which was thirty-two twelve, and nothing else to say about it really. No, I don't think so. It's just um, what the Raiders, Canberra Raiders sixteen Knights twenty-four, sixteen nil up at half time. The Raiders and they went to the fifth successive defeat. Yeah, the the thing that I thought was a bit funny about that was the they went two nil up and then they got another penalty and took another two to go four nil up. And I was thinking at the time, that if you get a try there, that's 8-0. Mm. So if they'd have carried on, there'd have been a four-try gap instead of it. Although you could argue that they worked themselves to 16-0 and should have probably seen it out by you know in the second half anyway. But I thought if they'd have gone to eight and then got a call, you know, it could have been four-try gap at yeah. half-time, which is a big difference. Well, funnily enough, one of the biggest turning points of the game was the kickoff for the second half. Yeah. And Ponga took a little one, which you never see anymore. You used to see that in, in rugby league here all the time, mm. where people would try and sort of like dummy a, a kickoff, tap it 10 yards and chase after it themselves. Yeah. It was a proper throwback move. Yeah, the little sort of 10-yard grubber, wasn't it? And then diving it yourself. Yeah. You used to see that. You used to see that in games all the time over here. Yeah, you know, but if they'd done that and the Raiders have had a four-try gap, it, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you could argue that if they'd have gone 8-0 up, they might not have got the other ones. And I think they've got bigger problems, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I, think... I, I see Josh Hodgson stepped down as co-captain because he doesn't like the criticism that he's got too much influence on the, the, the game. Mm. George Williams, as we mentioned last week, he's apparently homesick, but um, John Bateman's weighed in this week as well, hasn't he? Yeah, saying that if he's homesick, they shouldn't keep him because they're not going to get the best out of him. And who's and who's he was on about the leaks, wasn't he? And who's leaking all these? Because they seem to have more leaks than um, than Downing Street, don't they? Yeah, maybe Dominic Cummins has got some sort of job with the Canberra <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> yes, he got sacked. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's gone over there. I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, but Bateman's weighed in. Well, I think, and I think to be honest, the only re- I think the only reason he's really weighed in is that either. He's he's a bit disappointed that they didn't give another contract, mm. and he wanted to come home, whichever. And he obviously wants George Williams back at Wigan with him for next season, doesn't he? Yeah, it's as if George Williams has been on the phone to him and saying, "I don't think they're going to let me go, so I don't <laughs> think I'll be coming back." And he's gone, "Ah, oh, leave uh, it with me." Yeah, mate. can you stir it up a bit? Yeah, uh, the, you, do you know what, Ricky? You should let him come home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's probably the main reason why he's come out and said it that so that. You know, they he goes can, back they to Wigan next year. Rejoin Wigan, yeah, yeah, definitely. The other big game of the weekend before before you know, before they kicked off, if you like, was looking like the Eels and the Roosters. Eels thirty one, Roosters eighteen. Um, brilliant, a um, couple of brilliant uh, things in this. Br- uh, Bryce Cartwright scoring after seven seconds after coming on, yeah, and then got another, yeah. Um, Fantastic rant in the press conference from Trent Robinson. Did you see that? I didn't see that, no. Oh, brilliant. So just saying about how he, I think, 
I can't remember the word he used. Was it incompetent or something like for the for the officials? Right. I can't remember the exact word he used. I don't think it was incompetent, but he had a real rant about about the officials after the game. Right. I'll have to watch that. I didn't oh, see it was, that. It was excellent. Um, and um, the other comedy bit was they were doing some sort of commentary with Brad Arthur, weren't they? Oh yeah. Just as just as somebody dropped it. Yeah, and the roosters ran in at the other end, <laughs> and and I think they were so em- the commentary was so embarrassed, weren't they? Because they were like, "Oh, we 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 couldn't have timed that worse." Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was a good moment. Um, <laughs> no, brilliant to but do that. Thirty-one eighteen, eels looking good and look and again looking entertaining and yeah, I really, I, I, I really enjoyed that match. I know they, they ran away with it a bit in the end, but I thought it you know it was two T's giving it a real good go. And it was close for a long time. Yeah, it was, and and I think the the big turning point maybe was when um, Drew Hutchinson got that that awful injury. Yeah, um, it was Dylan Brown coming with his knees when he was you know uh, scoring. Oh, this was the uh, punctured lung, yeah, wasn't it? Broke his ribs, and and one of the ribs oh, punctured yeah. his lungs. Um, that's that is what Trent Robin. You just reminded me now. That's what Trent Robinson was on about. I was going to say it must have been because I don't think he got any punishment, did he? No. But then at half time, twenty minutes later, they they said it was on report, mm. and that's Trent Robinson said, "Well, how, how can how can you come back with it twenty minutes later?" As, uh, which is quite right, really. Especially when you've got the bunk there. I never really understand why the video referee doesn't interject more with things like that when it's blatantly. Foul, dangerous play, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, if he's punctured his bloody lung from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's what Trent Robinson. No, I'm not saying that, you, yeah. you, that Dylan Brown's done that intentionally, but it's at the end of the day, he's done it. It didn't look good, though, did it? No, when you could tell he was in some serious pain. He couldn't. Well, he couldn't breathe, could he? Well, no. Um, but yeah, well, it wasn't um, a nice sight, really. Not at all. And then finally, last game. Uh, sea Eagles, bit of a resurgence again. Thirty-eight, uh, thirty-two over the Warriors, um, and again, I'm, I'm just wondering. I mean, Turbo Tom, Tom Chaboyevich, four assists, yeah. and I'm just wondering, is there a player in any in, in either competition, the NRL Super League, with a bigger influence on their team? Um, it's a good question. I think it would require some serious thought but off the top of my head no I think it wasn't Bobby's one of Bobby's stats on on Trubovic. yeah there's something about they've got like a 48 win percentage when he plays, when he plays or something 20 odd when he doesn't yeah I, I, I can't remember the, the exact numbers but it was really influential I think the only other person that, you're right it takes some thought the only other person I can think that comes to mind off the top of my head is probably Aidan Caesar at Huddersfield yeah, yeah maybe um yeah, I, I, but I think I think um, at the minute he he really is a talisman for them. Yeah, um, Warriors bombed they, they tried badly at the start of the second half, which would have opened up a gap for them when they had four on one and decided to bobble it along, and they ended up in touch. And then the Sea Eagles sort of uh, pounced on that really, and uh, run, uh, not didn't run away with it, but an entertaining game and seventy points in the game. Yeah, I mean the 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 Warriors seem to be going the same way as the Dragons. They had a really good start and then they've, they've petered out a bit, and now they seem to be in a win one lose one situation. There's, there's a few teams like that in the NRL, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. I think the Titans are a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, Cowboys, 
Yeah, they're they're picking up some points now, aren't they? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but big gaps of, as we've seen before. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the NRL. Um, this uh, so we're going to so we're going to news and stats. Yes. Okay, I've got some bits of news from from when we recorded last week, and these are just just bits that I've picked out, if you like, for this week. Um, since we recorded last week, Tony Club eight game ban and five hundred pound fine. Mm. For the um, the racial slurs towards Andre Savelio, yeah, uh, I think most people are in agreement that it's not enough. No, and I think that they are probably right. <clears throat> They've sort of said um, he was racist, but he's not really a racist, so we'll let it go. Yeah, so we said it though; it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, and especially in you know where we are in the world at the minute with all this. Black Lives Matters and and all this taking a knee and uh, you know they they give him what twelve ten twelve seconds before every game to to do what they want take a knee and on the their art whatever they want you know to to show solidarity or, or protest whatever and makes a mockery of it yeah it's it's once again the RFL have failed to read the room I think yeah and I think. Like you said, um, he's not a racist, but he said something racist. Yeah, he's killed somebody, but he's not a murderer. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't mean to. <laughs> he didn't mean to. Yeah, similar thing. Mm. I don't know. Um, staying with the NRL for just for one minute, Xavier Coates to the Storm. Yeah, good signing for the the Storm. With uh, you know, I don't think you could think of much better replacements for the Fox. Really, I, I really like him, and I think he's like nineteen or something ridiculous. So. I I can see him being there a long time, really. Yeah. Um, excellent replacement and a, a good pick up for the the, the Storm. Good news um, for the women's game, Challenge Cup final, women's Challenge Cup final, to be televised live on the same day as the semi final of the Challenge Cup for the men. Yeah, really good news. You know, I think was the final. The final was on the same day as the men's semi, wasn't it? Um, in in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So that's. I don't thing. think it was televised though. No, so, but that's the same again. But now it's going to be a a triple header, if you like. But it's going to be on. Uh, going to be televised. Yeah, which is excellent. Um, yeah. You know, saw some of the highlights, some of the games, and 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 there's some good rugby being played. So it's yeah. Again, a step in the right direction for the women's game, which is brilliant. One little thing on that, I'm sure we'll come to this in a few weeks, but York ladies now play Castleford in the semis after decimating their team last week, signing five Castleford players. Oh, did they? Yeah, signed five Castleford players, including the coach, I think, or something, who then went to sign five players, and now they now they play Castleford. Yeah, cause was it York? Did York beat Wigan? Yeah, is that yeah yeah. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a grudge match. Maybe they should televise that one instead. Yeah, maybe they should. <laughs> should should be shown somewhere. De- yeah. Our league or whatever. Yeah, definitely. it should definitely be be shown somewhere because I'd watch that. Um, two thousand and nine. Uh, there was a match in two thousand and nine which was witness seventy to lose nil. And yes, then Sunday. The complete reverse, and the more I see of Toulouse, and the more I see. There, the more the more Super League ready Dave looked and would have been a, a really good addition, I think. Yeah, the more you look at how it's panned the, out, them picking Lee over um, to lose, I think the more you think this may have come down to travel restrictions. Yeah, um, because Lee just 
Hunt looked like a super league side at all. I hope that they stay geared up for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I am hope they don't fall away because they've not been able to get in. No, I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to do, does it? You know, posting scores like that, and I think the four from four or something, so... And they've got a couple of ex-Super League players as well, haven't they? Because I know they signed um, Joseph Paolo, didn't they? And yeah. Dominic Peyrou. Yeah, from both, Saints. both from Saints, yeah. They've got, a few, they've got a few others as well, I think, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, worst news, I mean, that was more light-hearted, but this one isn't. Jared Hayne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... Sentenced to five years for rape. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of that, uh, we mentioned last week about T-Rex, Tony Williams, uh, playing in the, N- in the NARL, and he's been sacked from his club for coming out and publicly supporting Jared Hayne. Yeah, he's... I think the European Super League lasted longer than Tony Williams at New York Freedom, didn't it? Yeah, but... definitely. And... And also, I think Salford are in the midst of an investigation because Christian Inu did the same thing. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, you know, if he's your friend and things like you don't know what, I don't know much about the court, so I don't want to say too much because I don't know what's been said and, and, and really the, the full story, but, you know, they come out and, and sort of blamed the, the, the victim, didn't they, which yeah. um, I think is why it's caused so much controversy I, I'm not sure whether it was sticking up for Jared Ayn I think it was more having a go at the, the having victim. a go at the victim saying that she's not really a victim I think we'll leave that one there shall we yeah, yeah. Um, Samoa we mentioned about the Johns brothers and Sonny Bill wanting yeah. to take over and, and do it for nothing yeah um, but this week Samoa have come out and pledged their allegiance to, to Matt Parrish which I saw some interviews on uh, Channel 9 in Australia who were absolutely slating Samoa uh, for making this decision because they said it was just an absolute no-brainer not to get them involved. And through the interview, about six times, they kept saying, no disrespect to Matt Parrish. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I read something that Matt Parrish said that he would be up for it. Did he? I'm I'm pretty sure that's what I read that Matt Parrish said, that he'd be up for it, but... but Interestingly, though, and and again, it, it sort of winds me up sometimes that um, within these these interviews and things, and they were saying that actually Samoa were now at this moment they felt were stronger than Tonga and could actually win the World Cup now. Yeah, I'm not quite sure they could win the World Cup. I think there's an argument for being stronger than Tonga, depending on who they can get. I think that I saw. Uh, a um like a, a a probable not a probable but um what could be lineup yeah for Samoa and there were some huge names in it yeah I think there was people like Jerome Luai in it who I'm I'm not quite sure whether he'll end up playing for them because I think there's a big thing for him to play six for New South Wales which might then push him into the Kangaroos squad, but there were some huge names. Still might have people like uh, Milford. Yeah. And Luluai. Uh, Leilua, sorry. So they might, they've still got some some interesting players. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, And so so I think there is an argument for um, them being better than Tonga at this moment in time. A couple of um, 
a couple of things to finish with on the news this week we picked up. Um, great news. Uh, remember Kevin Sinfield's 7-in-7, seven seven, the marathons? Yes. Um, 500 thousand pound of that he raised 2.2 million and 500,000 pound of that was was going straight to research and that's been matched by a, a charity called Life Arc an organization Life Arc who've then uh, so that's now gone to a million pound for that so uh tremendous news yeah brilliant and that, and obviously well done to uh Kevin Sinfield for, for doing all that um saw an interview this week with after the game uh, the Roosters game with Kyle Flanagan. Did you see this? Uh, no. Broke down crying after the game. After um, the Bulldog game. Because he was getting that much stick and uh, felt like he had nowhere to turn and he just, you know, keep going. But if you get a chance to watch that, anybody, Kyle Flanagan, it's so sad. Wow. Um, just really... Um, you know, and he, they were asking about what influence his dad had on him at home and that sort of thing, and uh, just really, really sad. And it was, it, it just sort of like didn't seem fair that they were like laying somebody bare out there. I don't know why they even sent him out in the first place. No, to, to face the to face the press. I thought. I thought that was a shocking decision that from the, from the Bulldogs to even do that in the first place. I mean the. the the guy's only twenty-two years old. It's just—I I just found that ridiculous because he's—I've read some of the forums and things like that, and you're getting stick about how is he first grade and how is he this and how is he that. It's just like—it just doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me that they, that they put him in that position. Unfair to to slate a twenty-two-year-old get off like that. It'd be interesting it? to see how that one develops over the next few weeks. I think. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, Gig Lane Berry. Okay. Up for sale. All right. Right, which made me think, is that a chance for Salford? Possibly. Or Swinton, or both? Yeah, maybe, um, you know. Ready-made ground? Yeah. Um, not too far away? No, it's not too far away. I think Salford will, will probably still be hoping to stay at um, AJ Bell, or whatever it's called now. and um, But... It's better than them if they did end up going there. It's better than them having nowhere to go and and falling by the wayside, isn't it? So yeah. possibly, I suppose yeah. time will tell on that one. It was just a, a thing I saw and I thought, oh, wonder if that's uh, something. Yeah, right. It's now time for everyone's favourite bit of the week. <laughs> I love that jingle. So do I. <laughs> All right, he's got three NRL and one uh, and one British Rugby League start this week. Okay. Okay, so his first one, Penrith Panthers become the first team in Australian rugby history to have both their first team and the reserve grade to win the first nine games of the competition. Wow. And then they're under the Jersey flag team. Is that like the under-20s or something like that, is it? Is that yeah. what it used to be the Toyota Cup or something? I don't know. Well, anyway, they've only lost one game in their first nine as well. Right. So oh. not only is the present bright, but the future looks bright Absolutely. for the Panthers. Yeah. So there you go. Number two. Uh, Josh Adokar took 15 minutes to score a hat-trick against the Bunnies on Thursday. Is this the quickest hat-trick in NRL history? 
I feel like the answer's going to be no. It is going to be no, because that goes to Sean Johnson, who back in 2013 scored three tries in six minutes and 30 seconds when the Warriors beat the Raiders 50-16. Very good. There you go. Here's an interesting one. Uh, the Challenge Cup, after St. Helens beat Huddersfield, it was Saints' seventh win in a row against a Yorkshire-based team in the Cup. Mm. Do you know who the last Yorkshire team were to beat Saints? Uh, Leeds? No. It was, it was Castleford. Oh, yeah. Back in 2017 when they lost 53-10. I remember that because I think they'd sacked Cunningham maybe the week before or after that game. I think he was still in charge, I think. Could have been. Mm, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but I do remember that. Because I remember thinking, wow. Do you want some numbers? Okay. Okay. Brian uh, Brian Toto. Oh, yeah. Toto. Who? Toto. Toto, yeah. Of the Penrith Panthers. He set a new uh, NRL record for post-contact metres after nine rounds. 902 metres, post-contact metres. Um, oh. Leads the table by 270 metres and averages 100 post-contact metres a game. And when you put that into perspective, last season in 2020, James Fisher-Harris topped the post-contact metres table with 1,531 metres, meaning Toto is just 629 metres behind him with 15 rounds still to play. He's incredible. Every time I watch him, he's a monster. His numbers just in general are phenomenal. And he's again like 22 or something. <laughs> but he is he is amazing. Really, when you, you think about what wingers do now. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And that's it. That's what that's what he's got. As that was. It's Bobby's stats of the week. Excellent. Very good. Where, well, do, you, where do you want to go now, then? Um, I think I want to go to our feature of the week. Let's do it. Which is, uh, like we said before, inspired by uh, Josh Adokar and his six tries. So. We said that we were going to go away and and come back with 10 wingers each of our favourite wingers. And it's not um, a list of a top 10 who we think are the best wingers that we've seen. It, it can, This list is just compiled of, of wingers that you like and it can be for whatever reason you want. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I, I think um, you should kick off with your list. Really? Yeah. I'll do five. Right. And then you can do five. Okay. Because I get the feeling that yours might be more... Um... Well, oh, that was the other rule that we had. We had to have seen them. Ah, right. So in that case, I'm going to let you go first with your first five, because I've got a couple in reserve. Okay. I might have seen All right, longer. let's do that. So I'm going, to let, I'm going to let you... In fact, I'm going to let you do all yours first, because then I can, I can go off my list so we can get 20 different wings. Yeah, so we had to have seen them. Yeah, um, uh, you know, and they had to be in our lifetime, obviously. All right, so you right. Kick, you kick off then. Okay. I've also got some honourable mentions. Yeah, obviously, like we said, in no particular order, just 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 top ten wingers that I like. Okay, let's go then. Um, number one, still playing. Sorry, do you want a little do you want a little intro on it? Number ten. <laughs> um, 
Tommy Makinson, because I just think he is a complete modern winger, you know, um, sort of opened the school, didn't he, of uh, top-notch finishes and diving into the corner and things like that. He's like the headmaster of that school. He's the first one that I can remember that was really doing it on a regular basis and um, 127 Super League tries later... Still, yeah, still doing it. Still doing it. So I think, I think from what you want from him, you know the way he brings the ball out from the back and things like that. Um, yeah. Wakey fans might disagree with you. Yeah, they might do. And I think if if Tom Johnson hadn't had such horrific in, injuries, he he might be there. Might, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number nine, um, Pat Richards. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, um, from multifaceted, I'd say. Yeah, he was like built like a second rower, but was out on the wing and um, just just a super athlete, great goal kicker, good finisher, just just strong. And I just really liked him. I just I just thought he was he just seemed like a genuinely nice guy as well, which was which is always a bonus. So, if I say Pat Richards too, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, that drop goal <laughs> out wide like, from about forty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just definitely never seen anything like it before, yeah. and no. Um, but yeah, okay. Number eight, uh, Ryan Hall. Um, I, I think he's an, an all-time Super League legend. You know, second in the the all-time Super League try scoring list. You know, got his two hundredth try the other week, and and was sort of like the, the f- one of the first. Um, because I think if you think about it, one of the guys that I've got on later on was sort of the first sort of that bill, but that sprinter's bill where they were really big and you think you could just, you, you look like a, a loose forward or a prop or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and sort of like, was sort of like a pioneer for that, that image of, or image change of, of wingers. 274 career tries. Incredible. Just, just a, a top, um, top top player. Yeah. What we are now? Number is it? Number seven. Is that right? Um. Yeah. 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 Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. You've done three, haven't you? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yes. Number seven. Yeah. Um. Brett Morris. Yep. Um. He is the fourth top try scorer of all time in the NRL with 176, and is even. Top try scorer this year so far, and unfortunately, I don't think he'll get any more. But to to be top try scorer in, you know, he's thirty four, thirty five, or whatever he is, and um, he's one of those that that seem to get better with age. Yeah, and we we talked about the their build, and I know it's not quite Ryan Hall or anything, but the the broad, really yeah. broad, when you look at it and. They, they've been excellent, and I just really like them. And they, you know, they seem like a, a good laugh. The twins, I think the other one's more of a centre, isn't he? But Josh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brett Morris is, is has always been a favourite of mine. Yeah. Number six, uh, Bo Ryan, <laughs> star of Bo Knows, just for that reason. I like it, just for that reason that he's in this list. Because to be honest, I didn't even know he was a player. Until until you until you saw him on the footy yeah, show doing because, this. Well, saw him on the footy show. That's how I first saw him doing bow nose. Like the, if you've never seen him go and watch, and some of them are brilliant. The rugby union one is excellent. It just takes the 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 mick out of rugby union for five minutes, and it's it's really funny. But it was made better knowing that 
he was an actual NRL player. Yeah, he played for the Tigers, didn't he? Yeah, and then Mainly, he yeah. went to the, the Sharks a bit. That's right, yeah. Um, rubbish winger, really. But, but just for them videos, I thought it was class, and that's what in the list. Good shout, I like it. Thanks. Number five. Um, I've gone for Hazem El Mazri. Do you know, he's on my he's on my reserve list, you know. Yeah. Um, Great goal kicker. Well, that's that's pretty much... He was like... When, when it was obviously a bit younger and things like that, he was like the first really famous winger that I knew. Okay. Like, everybody knew who he was and... and Did was, he play for Lebanon? Yeah, I think so. And um, just just really the first most famous winger I remember. And there's also a, a video of him with Andrew Voss. It's on, I think it's on YouTube. It's, it's well funny. Well, it makes me laugh anyway. Where they fill um, a rugby ball up with helium... Have you ever seen it? No. They like fill fill a ball up with helium and, and get him to boot it because obviously he was known for his goal kicking and things right. like that. And he sort of put a bit in, he boots it, it goes a bit, put a bit more in, boots it, goes further. He's like, just fill it up. And he stood at one end of the pitch and he bangs it and it goes over this other end of the stand. It goes out of the ground. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it is well fun. I love it. I can't get Brilliant. It. There's one to watch. Yeah. Um, but... Um, you know, second all-time point scorer in the NRL, 2,418 points, and only recently beat by Cameron Smith. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Number four. Um, Leslie Vinacolo. Yep. Just an out-and-out monster. He was a bull, like, literally. Like, I played for Bradford, but um, just a monster. You know, his try-scoring record speaks for itself and I think he got six tries in a game once didn't he and sort of really turned Super League on his head you know speaking about Ryan Hall and that sort of sprinters build and but you know he he, he, might, he was a big guy Leslie Vinacolo and, and really um, was was really the first one that I remember who, who really sort of changed the image of, of wingers what they used to look like um, or the idea of, of, of what they used to look like yeah. so Definitely. And exciting to watch. Mm. Just exciting to watch. Number three. Um, Micah Sivo for the Eels at yeah, the minute. Yeah, good shout. He is my current favourite winger to watch. He's okay. just exciting. It's that trio they've got down that side as well, isn't it? Yeah, he just batters people. I just love watching him. He's just... He, he's, he could play prop, like... He's just a nutter as well. Like yeah. he, he just strikes me as a nutter, but I just love watching him. I could watch him all day. Number two. Um, Manu Vatavai. Okay, yeah. Um, just a scary bloke. Yeah. Wasn't very good under the eyeball, was he, if I remember rightly? No, but just he scared. He was like the first player that scared me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just looks scary doesn't he and um but i just love to watch him and yeah. I, I just uh, i thought he was really good okay and number one it was not number one because they're not in any order just the last one yeah okay the last one yeah. <laughs> uh darren albert okay yeah for uh for saints around about the early 2000s yeah i think maybe four or five a couple of seasons um just Purely for the fact he's the fastest man I can remember. Like, in my head, he's faster than anybody I've ever seen. Okay. Like, I'm not saying he is, but 
in my head, he hammers Adokar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what you mean, yeah. And he just, he, I just used to like watching him. He was a good defender as well. One on one. I wrote that down. Good one on one defender. Very good. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you you felt like that if you were playing Saints, they could boot the ball and they'd score because he would just run and get it before anybody else. Yeah. Or if your team made a break, you think, well, you might as well stop because Darren Albert's going to catch you. I think Darren Albert is one on that list. Um, how many of those nowadays would be wingers and how many of them would now be moved to fullback? Yeah, he'd probably be a fullback nowadays, yeah. wouldn't he? Um, and I think there's a couple more on that list as well that probably would be. Yeah, you're probably right. Because that seems to be the trend, doesn't it? Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, you know, a um, couple of honourable mentions, I think, for Josh Adokar. Um Joel Monaghan, I'd, I'd wrote down. I thought he was really good for Warrington. Yeah, even though he, you know, he sort of come under a cloud. Um, Semi Radraja, I've got, I've got him on my list. Yeah, um, who I nearly put in for Mike Acevo, but then remembered he'd gone to rugby union, so I thought, sod you, mate. Yeah, you're not, you're not coming on. Yeah, yeah. that's why I left him out as yeah. well. Um, yeah, and um, just a couple of others like. Denny Solomona, just for the fact that, you know, he, he, he hammered that tries in the season record, thought he was really good, but then he went to rugby union, so I thought, so you again. Yeah. Um, and people like Brent Tate, who yeah. again was, you know, growing up was one of the most famous ones and he started wearing that neck brace and yeah. you I sort remember, of remember yeah. that in, in your right, head yeah. and um, just sort of sticks out. So, yeah. Well, I, I, in my honourable mentions there, I've got Jason Robinson, but the same thing, went to a union, so sorry, you, mate, you've not made me 10. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> um, would you like some honourable men? Oh, i tell you I've got as an honourable mention then before we start. Uh, okay. Jermaine McGilvery. Yeah, I wrote that. 245 career tries. Well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. And still going strong. Um, I've also got um, Les Quirk as an honourable mention. Okay. Um, the Saints play Cumbrian, wasn't he? I think my, my mate's dad went to school with him. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, because John, John's from Cumbria. Cumbria, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, and then I've also got a list of honourable wingers mentioned. Do you want to jump me on a list first before I go with the real ones? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Blake Austin. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared Hayne. Yep. Uh, Brett Dallas. Okay. Um, I think he's currently in prison at the moment, isn't he? Oh, yeah, I read some. I can't remember what for, but yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gary Lowe. <laughs> right. Um, uh, we must insist on this, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. Uh, Gareth Rayner. Did he go for, like, fraud, fraud or, or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 John Hoppoate. <laughs> Um, Justin Carney <laughs> and the last honourable mention goes to Dwayne Chambers Dwayne Chambers <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> the real ones are going to like be really boring now after that aren't they yeah that should like, have been your real list yeah do you like my list though yeah it was good that I okay. like that alright then I like that shall I count you in yeah count me in yeah okay you ready yeah number 10 Um. I've gone a bit further back than this because I knew you'd go recent. So I've 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 gone one for us oldies here. Yeah. So if people are listening that of a certain age, you'll think, oh yeah, yeah, Des Drummond. Okay. Warrington eighties, two hundred and 
273 career tries, yeah, was also timed at 10.85 for the 100 metres with the ball under his arm. Oh, that is quick, isn't it? Yeah. And he also came second in the 1983 edition of Superstars. Oh, I think I've seen that. And they were superstars then. Yeah, they were, yeah. Now you'd never be able to get them to do it because of insurance and injuries and things like that. But then back in the 70s and the 80s when yeah, they had superstars... I didn't even know what elf safety exactly. was. Exactly. Kevin Keegan falling off his bike and things like that. <laughs> they were they were real stars of the day. Mm. And he came second in it. Uh, who won? I, I don't know. I just know he came second. Oh, right. <laughs> thought you might research that. Uh, no. So thanks <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Okay. Okay. Number nine. Um, played for, uh, he, he played for New South Wales and the Kangaroos, but also played for Leeds for three years. Came, stayed around about mid to late 80s. E.T., Andrew Ettinghausen. Okay, yeah. And he, he played fullback as well for a while, but just um, a real, just man-mountain Mm. But had had sublime skills, and I'm sure Leeds Rhinos fans will remember him with great fondness. I think. Mm. Yep. So ET makes the list. Number eight. In a similar vein, from from the Kangaroos, around about eighty two ish, uh, Eric Groth, and it's Eric Groth Senior, by the way. Yeah, not Junior. No, not Junior. He's now Groth. involved in some sort of pyramid scheme or something oh does he make me a list of um he might do my honorable mention <laughs> then might have got that wrong okay <laughs> yeah allegedly allegedly <laughs> um eric Grode senior um they used to say about him he only ran as fast as he ever needed to mm. so nobody ever knew actually how fast he really was yeah you've t- yeah i've heard you tell me that before and um and you only got 90 odd career tries but just did but I don't know. I can't work that one strange, out. Strange, isn't it? Very strange. Mm. Okay. Number seven. I'm going to go with probably the, the best all-time finisher that I've ever seen in my life, and that's Martin Fire. Okay. 480 career tries. Incredible. When he was at uh, Wigan and Widnes, scored way more tries than appearances. Mm. That takes some doing. Like Messi and Ronaldo now, isn't yeah. it, with the goals? Yeah, and... Just once he got in the open air. There's no catching it. I mean, they used to, a lot of the time, Wigan would play a ball from a scrum, mm. pass it out from the scrum and boot it. Mm. And he would gain the 10 yards on the defender. Well, I saw something. Um, it could have been uh, yesterday at the time of recording. I think it was yesterday or Monday. I think it was something like, I can't remember the amount of years, X amount of years since he scored the, the 10 tries. Against, yeah. um was it London? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, it wasn't London. Leeds, no. sorry. Leeds. Um, and you wonder how, how good he would be today on drier pitches and nicer pitches. Yeah. And, and, and again, question of, you know, defence is better now, I think, in the game. And I'm not saying he wouldn't. No, he wasn't the good. greatest defender in the world. No. But what a he wasn't there for that. What a finisher. No. And in those days as well, to a certain extent, you could carry a goal kicker. You could gar- you could carry a winger that was a goal kicker, for example. Mm. Now you can't really carry anybody. No. But you, you could carry them, which brings me to the next one. Number six. Now, this one, I don't know whether people are even... Well, some people would have heard of him. Is a guy called Eric Fitzsimons. Okay. Do you know Eric Fitzsimons? No. Okay. Eric Fitzsimons played for Oldham. Right. In the late 70s, early 80s. Then he went to Hunslet. 
and then he came back to Oldham as a coach and he won the second division as a coach uh, in 1988 and they won the the grand final for that uh, against Featherstone, 28-26 at Old Trafford as a coach. And that year as a coach as well, um, they also reached the semi-finals as a Division 2 team of the John Player Chauvin. They got beat 18-8 off Saints. Right. But he was there as a winger and he was a goal-kicking winger and he was an excellent goal-kicker and he's one that they carried. And do you know why I've put him in? Go on. He was my PE teacher. Oh, was he? Yeah. Excellent. So if if Oldham had won on the day and, and he used to go in, he used to be in a good mood. If not, we'd probably be doing cross-country or something. <laughs> Like that, getting pumped, smacked across um, the back. Yeah, and unfortunately, Eric died um, a couple of years ago. Right, uh, but uh, yeah, so I've put him in just as a as a as a personal memory. Very good. Number go. five. Uh, somebody from the NRL, four premiership wins in the two uh, and the two in the two thousands. Wendell Saylor. Yes, Wendell Saylor, yeah. Wendell Saylor, just again another, similar to E.T. in a way, mm. uh, just a, a man mountain and now I think he's a, a massive TV star, I think. Is he really? Austra- yeah. I think so, yeah, in Australia, yeah, you know, doing all these chat shows and things. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Uh, number four is somebody that I've picked that only scored 33 career tries. Okay. Right. But I've put him in. Because I think he could have gone on to be an absolute great. And that's Jaral Yao Ye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, horrific leg break. Didn't yeah. He? yeah. Um, but he only played three or four seasons for the Broncos. Mm. But he had, like you said, and he tried to come back and then he, he never really recovered from that. But he was fantastic under the high ball. Great finisher. And I think he could have really... Yeah, I I remember seeing that. I think I was actually watching the game. Like it was horrific. It's one of the worst injuries I've ever seen, um, and and unfortunately cost him his career. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three, I've gone for Alan Hunt. Okay, Alan Hunt, three hundred and thirteen career tries, which is a magnificent effort, yeah. overshadowed at the time by a fire, but Alan Hunt. Um, did it for uh, for Wakefield, for St Helens, for Salford. Um, just a, a, a top guy. There mm. is a video of a Saints Wigan match where he ends up. Well, I think he, I think assaulting Martin of Fire repeatedly <laughs> would be the, the the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, but he he could run. Yeah, he could run. Played a lot of games in the centre as well. But um, Alan Hunt, real uh, a, a real legend, I think. Mm. Okay. Number two. Um, now, if you can not laugh when I say this one, 113 career tries in his life, and I've gone for Darren Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Because <laughs> I think of Darren Rogers, I just think of that time you got his autograph on that, that picture and that ball. A, a mate of mine used to work uh, for the West Yorkshire Rugby League, and they used to do a lot of work with Darren Rogers, um, who was, I think, top try scorer for Castleford one year. Well, and then he went to Dewsbury, I think. Mm. But 
Um, he then told him that, that that you and Bobby were massive fans of Darren Rodgers and he come back with like a signed ball, signed photo that he kept in his boot didn't he? <laughs> yeah. and signed it. It just makes me laugh that Darren Rodgers keep like <laughs> both headshots of himself in his boot. <laughs> So, um, so because then you got you know two two Callum best wishes, Darren Rogers, you know, because you were a big fan. Yeah. Um, then I think he had to go in my list. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. And I've gone right back for number one. Now, someone from the seventies. Now, I don't even know whether you've heard of this guy, but a lot of people will have done. And he played for Salford, and that's Keith Fielding. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Right no. now, Keith Fielding was an absolute megastar of rugby league in the seventies for Salford. Fast, okay. fastest thing you could imagine. Two hundred and eighty-seven career tries, and we mentioned we mentioned um, superstars before. Yep. Right in nineteen eighty-one, he won superstars. Yes, for Keith. rugby league, he won it. He come fifth in world superstars, and he also won the champion of champions super league uh, superstars. Well done, Keith. Doing, doing it for rugby league, he was doing it for rugby league, and I think anyone that watched that time and was like, able will remember Keith Fielding on Superstars. Remember when I said to you, Pat Richard, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, and you say that, yeah, and you'll say Superstars of that era, and you say Keith Fielding, you go, oh, Superstars, yeah. A bit like there's a guy called Brian Jackson that he used to do, um, yeah, used to do uh, squat thrusts uh, with his head over an orange. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, well, it was same similar time. I've seen that. So there you go. So that was. That was our favourite wingers. Yeah, I thought there were some good players on that list, and a lot of them really, when I had to think about it, I thought, oh, yeah, bloody hell, yeah. And I, yeah. I'd forgot about some of them, so... Yeah. Yeah, very good. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, it was So good. thank you, Josh Adokar, for the inspiration. And thank you for the um, honourable mentions list as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blake Austin might have to put himself back on the wing at Warrington because <laughs> he can't get in at the minute. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, uh, we're going to move on to the Challenge Cup. Yeah. And a bit of a, re- a review, quick review of the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think, you know, kicking off <clears throat> Catalan 6, Warrington 16. What did you make of that one? Uh, I thought Chris Hill rolled back the years. Yeah, yeah, he was he was excellent. I thought he was excellent. And I thought so was Darrell Clark. Yeah. Um, who I believe the interest from the Gold Coast Titans has uh, waned. Mm. Not Sean waned, just waned the, the interest um, because apparently he wants too much money. Which seems bizarre, mm. doesn't it? But, yeah. um, so they were the stars of the show and uh, Catalan, unfortunately, one of the tries that would have brought them in where they, they, they got ruled out for offside. Mm. Obstructs offside, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but Warrington, I think, Worthy winners. What have you What have you made of Greg Inglis so far? Um, obviously, it's you didn't really see it. We could only see the highlights in his match against Ulkar, um, and, and really only really saw him for his try. Or the ones that I saw anyway. You know, only really saw him for his try. And did he end up playing fullback for Warrington against Catalan? Did yeah, and he just seemed to sort of like linger from side to side really without getting involved much I mean I'll be honest I didn't really expect much from him um, anyway because of how long he's been out in the game and and why he'd been out in the game having been well what I thought was medically retired Mm. um, no doubt he'll improve you know match fitness and things like that and and for Super League 
Um, I I hope he does do really well. Um, but my expectations I don't think were that high. Mm. Just just because of how long you've been out of the game. Yeah. Um, but like I say, I'm sure he'll get better. Yeah. But they, I think they're worthy winners though, Warrington in that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, also worthy winners, I thought were Hull. Yeah, really good, solid. Had to dig deep at times. Um, performance. Um, twenty points to ten winners over Wigan, who um, really didn't seem to be at the races, didn't they? And I, I think they've copped a bit of stick, haven't they? Um, Seem very low on ideas, I think. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of fans um, online sort of calling for for Lamb to to go because they think he's a bottle job. Mm. Um, but I I thought that's maybe a bit disrespectful to Hull because I think they're a really good side this season. Definitely, and Josh Reynolds back as well. Yeah, it makes a difference makes for them. Difference, makes it yeah. definitely makes a difference for them. Yeah. Um, um, no, you're right. Castleford 19, Salford 18. Second golden point win in a row in the cup for Castleford. Yeah. Again, we've, we spoke about it on the special. It was my red corner one week. I hate golden point. It's the cup, though, so... And I get that, but what's wrong with extra time? Just regular extra time? Because it was extra time. It's golden point extra time, isn't it? Just have extra time. If you're going to do that, yeah. yeah. It's just used to. They used to have ten minutes each way, extra time. Because if you lose the toss, it could be over in in ten seconds, which, which it pretty is much hard. was. Yeah, exactly. It, it's. Oh. I mean, great charge down by Paul McShane, and uh, who I thought was excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, he 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 he's passed to set up. Um, I think it was Jordan Turner uh, with his little scoot and. He, he was brilliant, but I hate Golden Point. I just think it's really unfair that, that one team could win the toss and then all of a sudden a, a win-in. It should have come down to literally the, the toss of a coin. Because Mossop had done really well to get the try to send it to extra time. Yeah, and I know and there then, was a, a big shout as well for, um, I think, was it Kevin Brown? They, they said he got the ball down, but yeah. the video ref just sort of brushed past it. Because yeah. at the time, I remember thinking, I'm pretty sure that ball's down. Yeah, and they just didn't even look at it. He'd like, no, it's not. It's not down. It's not down. It's not down. But like you say, you do all that to come back, and then you lose the toss. Mm. They had a ridiculous kick. Trying yeah, to, trying to trying to get a drop goal. Yeah, from McShane to Charleston. Now, if that's extra time, they don't go for it. They don't go for that. No, and therefore I, they don't lose the game in that first minute. And I, I that goes into the corner. Yeah, I ate it. I don't see anything wrong with with five minutes each way extra time. Mm. No, I, I I agree, I agree. Um, Castleford through and finishing the quarterfinals. St. Ellen's twenty three, Huddersfield eighteen. I want to talk to you about Saints for a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, I don't. I just get the feeling. And I don't know about you. I just get the feeling that all's not quite well there at the minute, and it might be just a feeling that I've that I've got. Maybe. Um, they're definitely not firing in their attack. Um, I do think they're missing a scrum half. I think if they had a scrum half, they'd be a completely different team. I thought if you swap scrum halves of that game, I thought Saints would win by 20 because I thought Aidan Caesar was excellent. I don't really rate Theo Farns. I don't think that's any secret. He's very divisive among Saints fans, isn't he? Yeah, very. Some people absolutely love him. Yeah. And some people... I saw I, I saw comments. I don't, I, don't think there's anywhere, I don't think there's anywhere in between with him. No, I, I don't think so either. I saw some comments saying... 
oh, his kicking game was amazing, things like that. And I'm thought, he did two kicks that smacked the opposition in the head. <laughs> That's not a good kicking game. <laughs> he kicked one into Josh Jones's head, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and then I think he, he tried a drop goal and it smacked someone in the head and then yeah. he, he ended up getting it back yeah. and, and doing it again. But mm. um, I, I don't know. And I, 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 the Christian Wolf thing is, as well, um, We you've mentioned it about making them into a mini Tonga now, if they've lost some players with a bit of flair, like, um, I don't know, Zeb Taya, who I thought was really good for St. Helens. Another ball playing. Yeah, and, and you, they've swapped him for uh, Joel Thompson, who is more of a workhorse, isn't he? Mm. I mean, I, I don't mind Joel Thompson. I think he's an honest guy and uh, an honest player, and I think he'll do a job. But when you're sort of doing them sort of swaps, and it, it can take time, it can take uh, change over the course of the, the season, doesn't it? And then there's different sort of transfer rumours as well at the moment. Bentley. Bentley to Leeds. Yeah, that's one I've heard. Um, oh, uh, Nagama to Catalan to make way for Toby King, I've heard. Yeah. Um, and then the. Not the, sure whether Lachlan Coote's going to re sign, whether Roby's going to retire. They, they reckon that they're, up, they're, they're pretty much at the maximum with the salary cap. And there was a hooker, wasn't there, from um, the Bulldogs, this, uh, Sione Katoa. Yeah, who. Looking at the the bulldogs for him, can't wait to get rid of him. Yeah, so I hope for, you know for Saints fans' sake that that, that, that doesn't come off, and for Super League as well. Yeah, it annoys me. It really annoys me. This the NRL Deadwood. He can't get a gig in the NRL, so we'll bring I'll, him over. I'll come here. over here. Yeah, it it doesn't look good. It doesn't wash with me. That I'm, I don't. I, I don't like that at all. No, stick him in um, the. And, and one thing, one thing that's been brought to our attention today is, um, you know this because great stuff. We've got fans going back in the in the grounds, haven't we? This week, yeah. And um, Saints, I suppose, like a lot of other teams, were having a, a members ballot, yeah. And and what's been what's been brought to our attention by one of our listeners was the um, um, the unfairness of Saints ballot. Right, um, saying that they can have four thousand in the ground, and they've got six thousand uh, members, six thousand season ticket holders, okay, something like that. So, um, I think the club have said that fans will get two out of the three games or something. Yeah, um, and it's been brought to our attention that um, they had an option last year to donate the money for the last year's season tickets. Yeah, and three thousand people donated. Yeah, and they were told that they would get priority. But they're not doing. No, they're just in a ballot with everybody else. So therefore, those the argument was, I suppose, was that there should be three thousand that are automatically in, and the other the other three thousand should be going in the ballot. Yeah, definitely, I agree. You know, if you've donated your your money, you know, two hundred and fifty, three hundred quid or whatever for a season ticket, if you've just let that ride for the sake of the club, yeah, you should definitely get priority. Yeah, I agree. And I think if if you know if that's true, then that's. Um, it's a way to lose fans, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on that Saint situation because I th- I, I'm not quite sure that all's rosy at the moment. No, but um, I think we, with regard to the the quarter final, they did the job, and I suppose that's all that matters in in knockout footy. Um, I think the Saints will definitely have to improve if they're going to get through the semi. 
Yeah. For the draw against Hull Saints and Hull, that's a blockbuster. Definitely, because they're conceding more points now as well. We had a stat the other week that they'd only conceded like an average of three points or something in mm. the first in the last five games and, and and all of a sudden it's creeping up to three tries. And, and Hull are looking great, I think, at the minute. Yeah, it could, it could be a real would, tough match for Saints. Would you say that potentially that Hull go into that game as favourites? Yeah. Definitely, especially about the time it you know it comes by the time around. it comes around, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and and the other game, the other draw, uh, Dowell Powell now versus Dowell Powell future. Yeah, Cass v Warrington. Yeah, thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, good good match. Probably probably about the same level, really. Them two, mm. and and um, we'll do. But I think it will just be overshadowed by this this Powell thing. Yeah. Going to Warrington. Well, they asked him straight away after the game. Yeah, so, at the end last week. Have you seen the draw? Yeah. Don't start already. Already, I know. Especially if you're a Cass fan, you'd be saying that. Yeah, you don't want to know, do you? No. no exactly. um, quiz question for you. Oh, go on then. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, hopefully not. Well, I'm going to say no anyway, and then if I get it right, I'll look good. Right. Um, what year was the last Challenge Cup final without Leeds, St Helens, Wigan or Warrington? Um, I don't know. That's a good one. That mm. that is a good one. Um, I'll guess at something like. I bet it's a long time. I'm gonna guess at something like 1994. No, when was it? 1985. Do you know the teams? Uh, I should do. 1985. Uh, I'll just tell you. It wasn't Castleford, was it? Castleford won, yeah. Hull KR? It was Hull KR. Yeah. Castleford, Hull KR, 1985 was the last Challenge Cup final without either Leeds, St. Helens, Wigan or Warrington. Wow. Mm. Good question. Mm. And obviously there's a chance for that to happen this year with Hull and Castleford still being in it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Excellent. Wait and see. Okay. And then just to wrap us up, uh, fixtures um, now most fixtures are on a Monday this week yeah to because the fans are back in yay well some are well yeah depends if you're in a ballot for your team or whatever really isn't it yeah or whether or not you've got you've got too many people imagine if you're a Wakefield fan you'll be alright you might be alright yeah yeah, because there's no away fans left, aren't there? No away fans anywhere, no. is there? No. Although if you're a Wakefield fan, forget it, because they're playing Friday, because Wakefield said no, didn't they, to changing the game to Monday. Oh, yeah, I think Leeds as well, was it? Yeah, Leeds asked, didn't they? Didn't Leeds ask? Because they're on Sky. Can't remember yeah. who they're playing. But well, didn't, they, didn't Leeds want to put it back to Monday, and then Wakefield said, no, we're preparing as normal for a, the game? Yeah. Seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, that probably means Leeds will win then because they'll be uh, they'll well he's at home Leeds, Leeds yeah. so it won't matter to Wakefield then will it no. well not bothered no, exactly so I think they've just gone nah mate we're not bothered with yeah. don't blame them <laughs> don't blame them especially with the way they are at the minute yeah oh dear me yeah um, Monday games and then amazingly what you just said Cass V Hull KR oh is it it's like some sort of psychic yeah well always had that Gift. <laughs> um, Castle and Hull KR? Um, I think Castle will be too strong for Hull KR. I think Hull KR would 
seem to be heading in the right direction. Um, but I just think Cass are too too good this well at this moment in time for them, and I think Cass might win by fourteen. You didn't predict a score for Leeds, by the way. You didn't ask me that much. Leeds and Wakefield. Uh, Lee, oh God, Leeds by four. I think a big win for Leeds. I think they'll be annoyed that they couldn't switch the game. <laughs> so I'm going to go Leeds 20 and I'm going to go Castleford 18. Okay. Okay. Hull v Catalan. That's a good game. Yeah, that is a good game. Um, Catalan, a couple of losses in the last few weeks. I think two, you know, against Warrington. Uh, but Hull looked really good and with Reynolds back, um, not sure if Connor's back. I know he's banned for the Challenge Cup. Um, but I think Hull win by 10. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I'll go eight for Hull. Yeah. Uh, Lee versus Wigan. Lee give him a bit of a shock on the um, open day of the season. Yeah, I can't see that going the same way. They had all that adrenaline, I think, in that first half, didn't they? And it suddenly come yeah, crashing down. I, I, I think we're going to win by 34. I'll go 24. I think Lee just looked lost at the minute. Yeah. No, no signs of getting any better, really. No. Um, Saints and Salford. Um, could be a good game. That Saints not really firing. Salford, bit of confidence from that. Of, yeah, from the good display in the Challenge Cup. Yeah, and uh, I think maybe a win the week before, or the, you know, they picked up some points, didn't they? Yeah. And, um, but I think Saints defensively might. Be too strong for Salford's uh, what seems to be lack of ideas going forward, or you know, has been in general over the start of the season. I think Saints by 16. I guess Saints 12, similar reasons that you've just said. I think, yeah, but I think I think Salford looking a bit brighter at the minute. I think they need to be getting their act together under Richard Marshall a little bit better now. Yeah, it takes time, doesn't it, with new coaches and new players? And yeah, and yeah. then finally, Warrington and Huddersfield. Um, that again could be a good match. Huddersfield will be proud of. It probably felt like they should have won that quarter final. Um, and 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 picking up a, a win the week before as well, and uh, it could be a good game. But Warrington just seemed to be slowly going about the business, um, and I think Warrington will win by eight. They've been a bit like an HGV, aren't they? They've sort of like struggled to get going at the traffic lights, but now they sort of. Just it's gonna. It's hard to put the brakes on. Yeah, know? I think they just seem to be gradually finding the form, and I think they'll go by fourteen. Warrington there. I yeah, good. I agree. So, so excellent. Enjoyed this week. Yeah, it was good. And I think that's is that does that bring us does that bring us to a close? It does bring us to a close. And I think well, this week all we can say to people is, if you're at the ground, enjoy yourselves. Make the make the most of being out watching your team in the stadium amongst uh, amongst friends um, and just enjoy the rugby league. So wherever you're watching, enjoy your rugby league. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.